Hilchas day is Perak Shishi, Halacha Aleph. Derech Briyase Shech Adam, the way of the nature of a person. Liyais Nimshech Bideyasev of Masav, to be drawn with his Hashkafis, with his way of behavior, and with his actions. Achareyav Achaveyav, to be drawn after his friends and his acquaintances. A person is affected very greatly by his peers. It's called what they call peer pressure. Peer pressure has somewhat of a negative connotation. If you're, if you're going to put yourself in a good crowd, you'll be pulled in a good way. If you're going to put yourself among uh, people that are not behaving so nicely. So there's a tendency of people to be drawn after their saviva. Take a look at America back before the Friedrich Rebbe came to America. America was called the Treif in the Land because people coming to America, by and large, were so affected by this way of living in America, they left Yiddishkeit. So he says that it's the nature of a person to be drawn with his attitudes and with his behavior and his actions after his friends and his acquaintances. He's drawn after them to act like them. And there's a tendency of a person, the nature of a person, to behave like the customs of the country that he lives in. The Fiachach, therefore, since a person has this built-in nature, a person should use out this nature for Kedusha. Make sure you connect yourself to Tzadikim and always to sit near wise people, near Torah sages, always. That you should learn from their good ways and you and you will become like them. And you should keep distant, you keep yourself far from Rishon, from wicked people, who go and lead their lives in darkness. So that you should not uh, emulate their ways. That is what Shleim Amel tells us. One who goes together with wise people will become wise. And someone who goes along with foolish people, Yaraya will be bad for him. But Amen, it says, This is the first pasuk in Tilim. Lucky is the one who does not go with the with the advice of wicked people, because if you hang around those kind of people, there's a tendency to become like them. If he was in a place, in a country, if the customs of those of the people of that place was not was bad, and and those people living in that in that country were not going in a proper path, so he shouldn't stay there. We should go to a place that the people in that in the place are are righteous and conduct themselves in a good way. If all of the the places that all of the countries that he was aware of, that he was able to hear news from the, uh, about them, they are all conducting themselves in a non good way, like today's like today's times. The Rabbin is talking about his times, and um, I guess I guess it wasn't only in his times. Or he hears that some faraway place where people are so wonderful, but but he's not able to go to that country that the, the people, the behavior of the people in that place are are good. Because of bands of roving robbers and stuff like that. Are they soldiers? 
Well, the literal translation, Giosis, means bands of soldiers. But it means that it's dangerous to travel because whom you, know, you don't know who you're going to meet on the road. At any rate. So if you're, you know of a good place, a place where people behave themselves nicely, but you cannot go there because of Giosis, because of these uh, dangers on the road, or because of health reasons, he should stay by himself alone. Don't mingle with the with the people around you. Kinian Shanamra, like it says in Pasik, Yeshev Badad, sit alone, Videm and be quiet and stick to yourself. Vim and if the people of where you are are evil and sinful, Shain Manicha Maitse Leshab Medina, and they don't let they don't give you peace, they don't let you sit. In their country, unless you mingle with them, you act like them, with their bad behavior. So what should you do? Go and hide in caves. And to very unhospital areas where there's thorns and stuff like that, where people don't go. And out into the wilderness. But do not at all conduct yourself in those ways, in those sinful ways. Better go out into the wilderness in a place where people normally can't live to keep yourself away from this sinful behavior. Like it says, It's a beginning of a longer passage where he talks about people that are very, very sinful. He says, I would rather be in the desert where I should have a place to rest and to live, rather than being uh, among those people that are very, very sinful. Halacha Beis. Mitzvah say lehidavik lechachamim, to cleave to chachamim, to hang around, to stick to, to, to wise people. K'day lilmein masayim, so that you should learn from their ways. Shenemra, like it says in Pasuk, obey Sidbak, and in him, in Hashem, you should cleave, you should connect yourself. Is it possible for a person to join with the Shechina, with the Eibesh Alain? We're physical people. So, so have the Chachamim explained this Pasik. Connect yourself with wise, with sages and with their students, people that are involved in learning Torah, and that will be good for you. Therefore, a person should uh, make an effort. He should marry the daughter of a person who is a Torah sage. And he should marry off his daughters to individuals that are uh, Torah sages, Torah scholars. And he should eat and he should drink together with with Torah scholars. He should try to hang around them in all of his... A person should hang around Talmud HaChachamim and everything that he does. And that way, he will himself become elevated because their good ways will will stick to you and you'll become elevated through that. We have the story in Perkayavis about... in, in Perk Shishi about uh, Tana was going on the road and somebody says, Rabbi, come to my town and uh, and we'll, we'll give you everything that you need. We'll provide for you. We'll give you... So he says, I'd rather be in a place of Torah and uh, worth, it's worth me more than all the money. So the Rebbe asks, what's wrong with going to that place? 
you can go to that place, you can learn Torah with them, you can elevate them, you can help them out, you can teach them. And the Rebbe answered because uh, there he says, Bim Kaimenu, come to us, Bim Kaimenu, into our situation. He, he was trying to draw him to use his wisdom for, for their types of uh, lifestyle. And he says, no, no, I'm not going to go and let myself down. To go there to elevate something like a shliach. A shliach who goes to, uh, to elevate a city and to teach the people Torah, that's fakert. People, everybody in the town is drawn toward him. But if it's the other way around, that's taka not good. When you're teaching them Torah and you're elevating them, that's the best thing that could be. But when you're going to them to be like them, that's not good at all. At any rate, so he says that a person should always stick with with chacham and their talmidayim, and that's why a person should uh, should uh, try to marry the daughter of a talmid chacham, and he should marry off his children, his daughters to talmidei chachamim, and he should eat and he should drink together with talmidei uh, chachamim. To do a business with Talmidei Chachamim, and to and to join with them, in all manners where you can join with them. Shnamar, like it says in Pasukol, Adov Kabei, you should cleave to Hashem. And how to be cleave to Hashem? How do you do that by cleaving to Talmidei Chachamim? And that's and so have the Chachamim commanded us. Ramon, they said. The heavy misabik, but this is in Perkayovish. The heavy misabik, you should get yourself dusty with the dust of their feet. The should drink with thirst their words that they teach, their words of Torah. Allah Gimel. Mitzvah kol Adam, it's a commandment upon every Jew. To love your fellow Jew like yourself. Shnamar, like it says in Pasik, Vihafta Larecha Kamecha. You should love your fellow like yourself. You should tell over the praise of other people, and to have care with somebody else's money. Just like he cares about his own money. Just like he cares about his own dignity. Somebody who tries to elevate himself by shaming another person. He doesn't have a chelik in Elam Haba. Dalid. Love for a convert. Shabbat that has come. And he has uh, entered under the under the country in the wings of the Abish to another. He is converted to Yiddishkeit and he wants to become closer to Hashem with Tayra Mitzvahs. Our Ger Tzedek. Our Ger Tzedek. Shtei Mitzvahs say. Loving this Ger is two Mitzvahs. Achas, one Mitzvahs from Pnei Shubachlar Reim. He's included in what we said before. And he now being converted and being a full-fledged Jew, he's included in what it says, Reiacha. He's included in that Pasik, Reiachas. And a second mitzvah, another mitzvah, Vnei Shuger, because he's a convert. But, and the Torah says, There's a particular mitzvah to love the convert. So ha- loving your fellow Jew is one mitzvah. Loving a ger is two mitzvahs. Number one mitzvah is because it says, That includes everybody, including a ger. And the second mitzvah is, 
So Tziva Alav Sager, Hashem commanded us to, to love for a convert, just like he commanded on loving Hashem himself. Like it says, the same expression, we have to ask Hashem Elokecha. Just like it says, we have to ask Hashem Elokecha, it says, we have to ask So you have to love a ger just like you have to love Hashem. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Atzmai Eiv Geirim. David himself loves Geirim converts. You never like it says, I have Geir, and I love those converts. Okay, let's go further. Halacha Hey. Kol Asein Echad Miyisrael Belibay. Anyone who hates another Jew in his heart, he's over on a leisa. Like it says in Pesach, Leisisnach Es Achicha Blavavecha. Do not harbor any hate for your friend, for your brother in your heart. Vein Lechan Alavzeh. But for this love, there's no malchus. Why? There's no active action to express this. This is a feeling. You are not allowed to have this hate for another Jew, but you didn't actually do something, so you, there's no punishment of malchus. And the terror did not warn us. This only talks about this warning, this avera is only one of... Uh, an emotion in your heart, you shouldn't hate somebody. But if you're mad at somebody and you hit him, and you're mad at somebody and you curse him, even though it's something which is forbidden, you're not allowed to do this. This is not the Avera of hating somebody. It's a different Avera. To hurt somebody is an Avera, and to curse somebody is an Avera. But the Avera of of hating is an emotion. It's a, a harboring a feeling in your heart. If a person uh, wrongs another person, he does something to another person that's wrong. The person who was who was offended should not hate him and keep quiet. Like it says by wicked people, Avshalim became upset about Amnai. And he did not speak to him at all, either good or bad. He stopped talking to him. And why? Because Avshalim hated Amnain. So he didn't speak to him. He didn't uh, curse him out. He decided he's just not, uh, not talking to him anymore. So he says a person should not do this. It's a, it's a, it's a mitzvah for that person to tell the other person and to say to him why have you done to me this and that why did you wrong me in this and this area don't harbor the, this bad feeling in your heart but go over to him and tell him that this is what's bothering you like it says in you should admonish your friend and you should not carry on him this chet, this sin. Don't keep it in your heart, but go over to him and, and talk to him about it. And if that individual who wronged you comes back to you and asks to be forgiven, it is necessary, you must forgive him. The one who was wronged and should be forgive should not be, shouldn't be uh, cruel. Shinamar, like it says in Pasik, Vaispal Avramas Avram El Elokim, that uh, Avram prayed to Hashem was the story with Avimelech, where Avimelech was punished because he took Sarai, he took Sarah, and then Avram Avino prayed for Avimelech that he should uh, 
remove the afflictions that he had because of that. So we see even something as bad as what happened by Avram and Sarah, that Avimelech kidnapped Sarah. Avram Avinu still prayed when he came to him to ask him to forgive him. And he, and he forgave him. So this Pasuk is used in both ways. In Halacha Vav, he, he, he uses this to explain that when you have a hate for somebody, don't just harbor the hate in your heart, but go over to him and admonish him so that it, it comes out in the open and it could be corrected. And now in Halacha Zayin, he says, One who sees his friend, that his friend sins, or he's going in a very non in a, not, in, a, in a not good way. It's a mitzvah to return him back to good. And to let him know that he's, that he's sinning to himself, he's harming himself with sins, with his evil deeds. Like it says in you must admonish your friend and to correct him. The purpose of admonishing somebody is to help the person. And to help and, the, and to bring the person back to the right path, it's not the purpose of admonishing somebody to show that I'm better than you and why are you misbehaving, because that that's not called admonishing. That's called a uh, that that's a type of conceit. The purpose of admonishing somebody is to help the person, and therefore you should try to admonish him in a way that's helpful to him. And a person we say that also that you shouldn't embarrass him, and you shouldn't uh, yell at him, and you shouldn't uh, shouldn't do things that cause him to become even worse, or that harm him. Your goal is to help, and therefore you have to use uh, uh, tact and wisdom so that it should be effective. Here he's going to go more into this detail about how you must admonish somebody that it should be productive. Somebody who admonishes his friend, whether it's uh, something that he did wrong between each other, whether it's you're trying to correct him about something that he did between himself and Hashem, it's necessary to admonish him in private, not in, not in a way that will embarrass him. You should speak to him calmly with Russian Laka and in with a, a soft voice, with a soft expression. The idea you should tell him, you should let him know. You're not telling him because you feel you just gotta tell him. You want to show him that you're better. But you're telling him for his own good. And to bring him to the life of Ailam Abba. If the person accepts your words, motive it's good. and he doesn't accept your words, you should try a second time and a third time to admonish him. and likewise always you have to continue to admonish him until the one who you're admonishing will hit you in frustration. Stop already. And the guy will tell him, will tell him, I don't want to hear it anymore. But don't forget that they were talking about doing things in a constructive way, not doing things in a, in a, um, in, yes, not, you know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to show that you're better, you're just trying to help him. Anybody who has in his power to admonish it, to correct somebody, and he doesn't correct that person, 
He becomes liable with the sins of all these other people. Because it was in your power to go and correct them, to help them. And if you didn't help them, then you take over the punishment for their sins. There's a very interesting story on this line by the Firid Gerebbe. A nurse would come to him in 770 to give him shots. And the nurse would first uh, take a swab of uh, alcohol and clean the area and then give the shot. So the Rebbe asked the nurse, the nurse what... It's a Friedrich Rebbe, not the Rebbe. A Friedrich Rebbe. And the, the Rebbe asked the nurse, what is the purpose of the swab? So the nurse answered, there are germs. And if you want the needle to be effective, you have to prevent any germs from getting into the place of the needle. And therefore, first you have to prep the area, and then you give the needle. And then the needle is effective. So later the Rebbe said that we can learn from this a, uh, a lesson. That if there are times when you have to put a needle, you have to give a jab, you have to do something to someone else that might, that might cause him some pain, but it's for his refua. But it'll only be refua if you make sure there's no germs around. If there's no, there's no pneus atzmei. There's no self-ego uh, involved. But if you're correcting somebody and your ego is involved over there, then it can cause an infection. It can be the opposite. It won't be healing. It'll cause something the opposite of healing. Very, very important. If you want to help somebody, it has to be sincere. If there's any ego involved, the person will pick it up immediately and it will it'll react to it in a negative way. A person who admonishes his friend at first, you shouldn't speak to him in a, um, in a harsh way until you embarrass him. Because it says right after the Pasuk, then it's following, right following that it says, and you should not have from that, carry from that a sin. What does that mean? So how the Chachamim learned Pshat in this Pasuk. We would think, you should admonish him upon a Mishtanis, and his face turns color. In other words, you're going to admonish him in a way that causes him to be embarrassed or to be upset. Talmud Leimar, we learn, when you admonish him, be careful you don't cause a sin in the admonishment. We cancel from here. We learn it's forbidden for a person to for, to embarrass and to shame another Jewish person, even an individual. And and and, and most certain and and for sure not to embarrass somebody in public. Even though someone who embarrasses his friend. He does not get Malchus, the punishment of Malchus for this sin. But nevertheless, Oven Godelhu, it's a very, very severe uh, transgression. Kach Amru Chacham, so the Chacham told us, Hamal bin Barabim, somebody who causes his friend to be embarrassed. Malbin means he makes him turn pale, meaning that he embarrasses him. Barabim in public, he has no share in Elam but that's how serious it is. Therefore, a person has to be very careful in this matter. Not to embarrass his friend in public. 
whether he is a small person or a big person. I guess that means whether whether he's a simple person or a very important person, no matter what kind of person. You may you have to be very careful with his dignity not to embarrass him. Don't call him a name that causes embarrassment for him. Like, like you call somebody a jerk or you call somebody a, a slowpoke or you call there's, there's different names that people know of that are not meant to praise the person. You should not call a person a name that will cause him to be embarrassed. And don't tell over in front of him davar a matter that causes him to be embarrassed. You tell over a story about somebody in front of him, and that person's embarrassed about that. What happened? You'll embarrass him by telling over that story. When are these words said that you have to be so careful and so gentle when you admonish somebody? In matters that are between one person and the other. But in, mat- in matters connected with serving Hashem, if you tried admonishing him and you, in private and it didn't help and he did not go back and do tshuva, there, you are allowed to shame him in public and to publicize his sin and you're allowed to curse him out to his face and to shame him and to curse him until he will return to the good way. Like all of the Nevi'im did to the Yidin when they came to the Yidin to, to admonish the Yidin as a whole they were sometimes extremely, extremely sharp the Nevi'is that they were given over to tell to the Yidin were were very sharp and they predicted the Chobman of the Beis Migdash and so on and so forth uh, because of the sins of the Yidin. They weren't gen- they, they, they didn't mince words. But you'll notice this is all this is all for the purpose of having him go back to the right way. So obviously whatever you're doing has to be constructive. Halachates. Someone who sinned to someone else, and the the person who was wronged does not want to admonish him. Doesn't want to speak to him about it at all. Because the one who sinned to him was a very simple person and doesn't understand the gravity of his actions. Or his mind was uh, was mixed up; he wasn't in his right mind. And the one who was wrong decided to forgive him in his heart without telling him. He didn't harbor this bad feelings in his heart about this other person. And likewise, he did not. Conversely, he did not admonish him. This is good. This is midas chasidus. It's a good and proper way of behaving. It's because the reason why the Torah insisted that you should not keep the hate in your heart, but you should go over to your friend and admonish him, is like the Torah only was makpid uh, that you shouldn't harbor it in your heart, this bad feeling. And therefore, by, you, by going over to him and confronting the other person and 
clarifying it, that way you'll be able to relieve this bad feeling. But if a person is able to forgive the other person in his heart and doesn't want to bring it up, because the other person doesn't even realize he did such a terrible thing, so that's even better. That's means chasidus. That's the way of of chasidus that to forgive a person completely without and not harbor anything. Halacha yud. Chayiv adam lizar b'yisemim v'almanes. A person has to be extra careful when he deals with orphans and widows. B'pnei shenafshon shfalim lemeid, because their soul is very very um, uh, humbled. Veruchan nemucha. And their spirit is low. They're in a very difficult situation. Even if they are people with money, they have their, they, they're, they're well off when it comes to panasa, when it comes to money, they are still, they have to be treated very, very carefully and gently because they are in a very, hard, in a very difficult situation. Even the widow of the king, the same of Shalamelech, and the, and the orphans of the king, who you can't imagine somebody that's more well off than that when it comes to physical things. Muzharim anu alayim, we are, we are to- commanded to be very careful about them. Shenever, like it says in Pasuk, call alman of yasayim leisa anun. Any widow or orphan you should not oppress. And how should we conduct ourselves with these people, with, uh, with widows and orphans? Only speak to them softly. And do not conduct yourself with them only in a way of, of uh, respect. And you should not pain their bodies with, with hard work. And not their hearts with words that pain them. And you should be careful with their money. Even more than you're careful with your own money. In this situation, they are very sensitive about everything, and therefore, you have to treat them with silk gloves. You have to be very, very gentle with them. Anybody who, ag- who aggravates them, who angers them, who, who pains their heart, or who tries to control them, even Mamainam causes them loss of money. Hareza Aver Belaisasa. You are Aver and for this a person that person is over in a Laisasa. Bakal Shakane and for sure he's over Hamaka Aisan one who hits them on the colour and who curses them. Falav Zah and this love which we sang here, it's a Laisase. Avabisha ain't like in love, even though you don't get Malchus for it. But But the punishment for it does say in the Torah. The Ebrister will give the punishment. It says, I will become very angered. And I will kill you with a sword. The Ebrister says about those people that oppress uh, widows and orphans. Hashem established a, a treaty with orphans and widows. Anytime they cry out to Hashem because of matters that they were uh, abused, they are immediately answered. Like it says in Pasuk, if they will cry out to me, I will hear their cry. And David says, following that, 
that's right after that pasuk comes the next pasuk v'chara api that the Abisha will take action. When are these words said? That how careful you have to be when you deal with a Yosem and an Amana. When you are oppressing them for your own purposes, for your own needs. If a teacher is making life difficult for the Yosem, in order that he should learn Torah, in other words, uh, you have a Yosem in the class and you have to be strict with him in order that he should learn Torah, or in order that he should learn a craft, a trade, or to help him go on the proper and the straight path. In in this case, it is mutter for the teacher to be severe as necessary with the student, even if he's a yasin. But even though he's allowed to do this, he should not deal with this type of person like he would deal with other people. He should make for them an exception. And be extra, extra gentle. Uh, he should lead them in calmly, with mercy, and with great mercy, and with honor. Because Hashem will be their lawyer, will stand up for their arguments. Whether the person is an orphan just from his father, or whether, or whether he's an orphan just from his mother. And how long are they still considered to be an orphan for this purpose, for this for this idea? Until he no longer needs an adult to rely on to help him, to take care of him and to and to lead him along. But at that point when he's able to do all of his needs by himself, like any other adult, then he's no longer in that category that of a Yosem, they have to be so careful with him.